and welcome to episode 10 of the Local Running Club pod with me, Greg Robinson. 10 whole weeks of shining a light on the local club running scene. What a 10 week it's been. Um, really enjoying it. I'm sure you lot are really enjoying the stories as well. And I'd just like to thank you for coming back week after week and um, hearing all these new stories and the chat and getting tips and tricks and hopefully it's helping your training as we go forward. Um, yeah, so this week obviously we'll have the, the normal rundown of my training later on and we'll have the the chat and uh, I've also had a listener question this week so this week's listener question came from Tilly and she asked what do you do for nutrition on the long runs? Um, right, so over the past few weeks this is something I've really toyed with or thought about or mulled over because when I'm running in my half marathon blocks, I just don't really run with any fuel. Um, but obviously, as as the marathon block goes on, the runs are getting longer. It's pretty difficult not to not to take anything on board. So I started um, to look at my actual race day plan and what I wanted in terms of fueling and bringing that into my longer runs. Um, I've always been a little bit reticent when it comes to wearing a pack. Um, <laughs> probably mainly over vanity, uh, for, and because I don't really like to to carry any weight with me, um, like to be as minimal as possible. But for the past few weeks, I've uh been lucky enough to borrow one from my wife, um, and I actually really love it. Um, the ability to just to sip water to thirst is great, and I'm yeah I'm 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 considering wearing one on the day actually. Uh, the pack I've got or I've been wearing is more like a trail running one and it's got the back's quite solid so it's making my back a little bit sweaty as the as the longer runs go on um, so I might, might need to look at that but yeah I'm just wondering do you wear a pack for your longer runs um, anybody got a really good marathon specific pack that they love that they could um, maybe um, review or let me know what they think so yeah um I've been looking at taking a gel every four miles throughout my long runs. Um, and I think I'll probably do that in the race. I've been think taking a 500 ml bottle to sip to thirst, putting electrolytes in there. Um, on the race day, I'll probably put some carbs in there as well. But yeah, so yeah, I've been using the mountain fuel um, for my gels. I just think um, they work really well for me and I've settled on their Spark Plus. So they've got a little bit of electrolyte in there and 30 grams of carbs, which is really good. Um, they're really easy to take as well. And I think also when you're doing the marathon distance and you're going that little bit slower, you can afford to take a little bit more time to sip the gels rather than trying to get it all in quickly. Maybe even if like if it took you a half mile period to get that gel in, it would still, still be of benefit and you don't really feel like you're rushing it so it might be might be better for those people that have a few GI um, issues um yeah like I said I'll probably add some carbs to my bottles too as I'm going around I think the extra weight of the pack will probably be negated by the effects that I can get from just being able to drink whenever I want and um, not having to worry about grabbing drinks not having to worry about getting rid of drinks, um, you know, it's just staying out of the way when you get into those tables because sometimes it can be a little bit messy. Um, but yeah, it's kind of like each to their own. Again, with fueling, 
Um, but I think for a rule of thumb, looking to take a gel every four miles should work for you. Um, it's important to make sure that you do practice with your fueling uh, throughout your marathon block because you don't really want to have any unwanted issues on the day. So yeah, thank you for that question, Tilly. Um, it's a really good question. And I think it's one that people will be thinking about as they go on. Uh, another thing you could maybe do is if you're doing out and backs, maybe just stash some water somewhere. So if you don't fancy a pack, you could just pick the water up or attach some gels to the water so you can just pick them up, hide them in a bush or something like that. Yeah, thanks for that. Um, yeah, and if anybody else has any sort of questions that they want to get my knowledge on, um, I'm more than more than happy to ask them. And if 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 I don't have the answer, I could ask um, my local community and see what the answer is that, that, that they think. So on to this week. This week I've got Brad Pascal. He runs for Manchester Roadrunners. He's a marathon finishing ultra running charity fundraiser. He's currently coming at us from sunny Spain, um, <laughs> which is uh, great while we're having the biggest cold snap we've had for a while. Um, nah, hi, Brad. Um, how's, things? How's, how's Spain treating you? Oh, Spain's great, but it's funny you say it's sunny because it's actually been chucking it down for the last couple of hours. So, you know, I can't nice. really, I can't flex too much, but I mean I'm not freezing. You did uh, you have obviously you've picked a you've picked a great week or two to be over there. So what's what's taking you to Spain? Uh so I've I've just come to the same place I've been coming to since I was a kid, basically, and it's like a little sort of um, a change of scenery, a change of pace. Um, I, I like to sort of mix things up with my training as well. So I really fancied the warm weather training and there's some nice Andalusian hills to run about from the hill sprints and all that. Um, not really checked out the trail running, but uh, I've run along the beach to Gibraltar the other day. Nice. Um, well, I say, I say, rather, it looked more like sort of, you know, C3PO lost in the sand in Star Wars <laughs> episode four, sort of hobbling about. Um, but yeah, no, loving the, loving the change of pace, yeah. Any uh, Jawas on the way? Any Jawas? Yeah. I, I saw some, like, there's, like, a junkyard, like, next to the beach. You know, <laughs> I was half expecting some kind of, like, I don't know, like, some someone to pop out, but no Jawas, no. So, like, yeah, expecting you to get um, taken away. You're lucky that you've uh, <laughs> you've, you've not been yeah. zapped. I took a risk, really, because I, I knew it was going to be warmer over here, but it was about 13, 14 degrees. So I thought that's decent running temperature, but because I've become acclimatized to running in two, three, four degrees in Manchester, yeah, I stupidly took just one bottle of water out with me. That was gone by mile five, and I still had, I did eighteen miles in the end. So I had to find a shop in a place called Sotta Grande, which is where all the big posh polo and golf places are. Nice. I looked like a complete mess coming down the hill, just like agua, necesito <laughs> agua. <laughs> sweaty sweaty runner comes into the yeah. uh, poor polo players brilliant oh. <laughs> so yeah you um you obviously you're out there do, do, doing some uh training um so how's it how's it going are you training for anything specific at the moment yep so um on march the 19th i've got my first ultra for a little while for, since i don't know when the last one was can't even remember oh, i did one for my birthday last year so nearly yeah, nine months. Uh, it's Rasselbach Running's uh, Pierre Pont Plod, uh, which is just in a little park. So sort of, if you know, if people in the area will know it, it's right next to Nottingham. Okay. And, um, yeah, it's a six-hour race. 
Um, so it's not technically, doesn't have to be an ultra, but I'm going to try and get to a solid distance in that. Yeah. So just tapering for that now, obviously right. 10 days to go. So you've done most of your block over like Christmas and that sort of time, have you? Um, well, no, not, not really over Christmas. No, sort of, I definitely got sort of slow and, and, and put on a lot of weight over in December, but then, um, quite a few of my friends from the running club did, um, did dry January and it was a big sort of communal sort of inspirational effort, I think. Um, yeah. so I joined aboard that and I just thought, you know what, let's just smash this month, fix the diet, fix the, the drinking, save some money as well. And the trip, the, the fitness naturally came back uh, with that. So yeah, I've, I've, I've done, I'll say two and a, two and a bit months of training for it. So yeah, you've, you've done a few ultras, haven't you, in the past? So what actually, what took you to ultras? What made you think, I uh, quite fancy a, a stab at these? <laughs> cheeky, cheeky ultra, yeah. Um, so when I was first getting into the longer distances, I did my first marathon in 2019. And I think a lot of people have this sort of mindset where they, they finish the marathon and they're like, yeah, right. That's it. That's, that's me done. I'm happy with that one. That really hurt. Yeah. But two days after I finished Manchester marathon, um, I signed up to the next year's Manchester marathon. And then I just kept looking into all these mad sort of ultra trail running races in the U S um, such as like the Barkley marathons. You might have heard yeah. the West. Well, different States. gravy that, isn't it? Oh yeah, absolutely. And I just thought, you know what? I'm going to absolutely, I'm going to go for this. I've, I've, it was must have just been one afternoon. I researched all the trail ultras, and I signed up to race the stones. Uh, twenty twenty. Cool. Yeah. Um, and obviously that got uh, delayed an entire year because of that thing that happened. Um, and basically, yeah, that that was it. Basically, I just, I just, I just got a bit carried away with the the idea of the challenge and thought, you know what? Yeah. I'm gonna do it. Why not? I never rule myself out. So that that once I've decided I'm going to do something, I'm going to you know bloody well try and go for it. Yeah. yeah. But where, where's where's the stones? Where's that best? It's in the. Uh, is it the South Downs? Something right. like that. Yeah, the bit south of Oxford. Anyway, I don't know all these southern nature places. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that was so. That's a hundred k continuous. Um, you can do it sort of over two days as well you can do 50k and then camp and then do another 50k but yeah. um, I, I decided i didn't want to spend another night in oxford um, <laughs> which i accidentally did anyway because i finished five hours uh too late to right. the last train and i actually slept rough in the streets of oxford after that um so yeah. i don't recommend I, sl- yeah. I tried to sleep in the bus stop outside the train station did you get moved on? Or? No, there was no. It was it was a ghost town. I I just kept getting woken up by the, like the breeze. Um, so at about half past four in the morning, I decided I'm going to go for a little walk along the Thames. Yeah, as you did. But that hurt. Yeah, and this is it. Like I was just hobbling, really hobbling around, <laughs> really slow. Waited for McDonald's to open, then I waited for Spoons to open, and then managed to get the first train home. I'm surprised Spoons wasn't open. Like, oh. This is a Sunday, by the way. So. Oh right, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. So hundred k is like that's quite a big jump for your first one. Did you not not think about like building up to it, or was it just like you you trained well? Did you do anything differently when in your training for it? 
So, so, um, so actually, my first one was the the ultra I did. I did an ultra instead of race to the stones in right. uh, twenty twenty. So, yeah, is that because it was yeah. delayed? Yeah, exactly. So, right. I did. So, a bunch of my friends from Manchester Roadrunners um, decided to help me out on this thing. I suggested because I um, I said I've got this fitness for an ultra, and I'm everybody was just kind of in a bit of, I, I think, just feeling a bit crap about the whole pandemic situation yeah. i think yeah. we're just really desperate to go and see everyone again and do some running in, in small groups and i just said look i'm gonna do this um i'm gonna do liverpool to manchester mm-hmm. um and i asked you know if anyone wants to join me for sections of it they're more than welcome to i'm gonna go to this train station in the morning then i'm gonna go via warrington i did the bridgewater canal starting in warrington and then that's actually part of our manchester roadrunners route right at the end sort of leading up to the wharf so the idea was to do the home sort of the home stretch sort of coming into the route that i that i know and love yeah Um, and then all of a sudden sort of i've got i've actually got 12 people who all volunteered to support me um one one of my pals scarlet she didn't run with me but she drove all the way to warrington to to act as sort of a mini aid station and picked a few of the the co-runners along the way and that was really nice we had the Manchester Roadrunners flag draped over one of the canal bridges as well. Um, yeah, and one uh, one of my pals, Nick, he ran for me with me for about twenty one miles of it. Um, so yeah, just an incredible team effort. And so, but to answer your original question, um, I basically just trained for a marathon and and did more focus on. I focused more on long slow mileage, which you'll probably hear a yeah. lot of runners. There's no point really doing speed work. Except to just if you fancy just shaking the thing, the, the sort of uh, monotony up of long slow running, maybe a few yeah. hill sprints. But for me, it's just marathon training. But add like fifty percent to all of your runs. Yeah, so it's like more like the the time on feet effect rather than like getting any sort of big work into your legs, kind of like with the with the intervals and stuff like that. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so yeah, that's a great strategy. I think looking at runs, like I'm going to go out for an hour or I'm going to go out for 90 minutes and I'm going to try some gels. Yeah. I think, I think that's the best way to train for marathons as well, to be honest. I don't like doing set distances. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know what's going to come out of my legs on a certain day. I might just be like, oh, it's telling me to go at X minutes per mile, but I just feel flax. I've been working and no, no, I think, I think time on feet. It's a great yeah. strategy. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's a good point you make there because it is important just to get those those mi- miles in. But that comes obviously with the with the time as well. Like you say, if if you've got like I don't know if you if you've got two and a half hours on plan, it doesn't really matter how far you go as long as you get the the two and a half hours in. I suppose. Yeah, yeah, and I think if you're running for a lot of it as well, it's about sort of uh, testing when your body starts running out of carbohydrates. I guess if you're going at yeah. a particular for marathon training, definitely and. Uh, for ultra training, though, I think over the years it's it's become easier for me to sustain stuff without needing to take much nutrition. With yeah, me. yeah. And I think I'm not. By the way, anything I say, you need to take a pinch of salt because I'm not a qualified nutritionist, right? Yeah, of course. But, yeah. Um, I think it's all about it's, experience, really. It's like, yeah, it's, everything I say, it's all just from my experience. We'll just caveat it by. Yeah. That. So I'm trying to do like semi-informed because uh, I, I do follow a lot of online sort of coaches where they talk about sports science and i think if you train in certain heart rate zones you 
you tend to train more of, a, of the fat burn zone. Yeah. Which is your body has quite an indefinite. So sorry, not 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 indefinite, not infinite, but quite like a big sort of supply of. And yeah. I think you, unless you're really dipping your toes into that sort of threshold, high heart rate zone, you're going to be burning mostly fat rather than carbs. So, mm -hmm. but you do get just sluggish and you don't want to be left stranded on a three hour run miles from a shop with, you know, running out of running on fumes and yeah, always, uh, always best to play it safe. I think. Yeah. You don't want to be five miles into an 80 miles run and you've got no water left. No, exactly. That, that, that's a, <laughs> That has happened to us on a couple of our trail runs. Uh, we've we've sort of been. Um, I remember one time. I know we haven't started talking about the trail, any of the trail running really, but it sort of ties in nicely to it. Um, we we went out on one of the hottest weekends of the week, the year last year, and um, one of one of the lads went out for a few beers the night before, like I told him not to, because it's going to be hot. Yep. All of his water on the train on the way there. And we were all sort of rationing water between us when it was reaching 30 degrees. And yeah, but I think that is the worst situation. Dehydration is the worst situation to be in on a run, I think. Especially when you're out on the trails and you've not, there's nowhere really to go. You're like, you're stuck exactly. in either direction, aren't you? You've got like, you've got just wilderness from, from all yeah. around you. Assuming you don't have a life straw, for example, I've never used one myself, but um, yeah, and there's probably not a lot of very fresh water places like the peaks. Uh, unless you find a clough, maybe running water. Running water yeah. always, I think, is safer. Yeah, yeah. Dip your, dip your hands in and yeah, get what you can, I suppose. Yeah. But again, you're not. It's not guaranteed, is it? So no. it's wise, wise to keep that fuel, fuel on board. Exactly. Um, yeah, there's no point in relying on it as a as a source. So, I think yeah, I I had um had actually had a question from a listener that I've answered earlier in the in the piece today, and um I, it, it was like surrounding fueling and stuff like that. And there's a lot of listeners at the moment that are coming like up to their first marathon in their first marathon block. Um, so yeah, it's kind of like time now to look at fueling. I'm doing Manchester in April, so. Oh, um, you've Good obviously on. done your fair share of long ones so do you have any sort of fueling strategy for for the marathon for for during or sort of the build the lead up uh, both it? i suppose yeah let's let's start okay. with um fueling for your your longer runs and then yeah into the actual race there yeah cool so um naturally most people lean towards gels and i think that if you've not tried energy gels before they're they're a great start and there's such a broad selection of different brands that you can go for with their different flavors, different sort of textures. And yeah. some of them are using natural. I, I use high five energy gels myself because they're quite yeah. compact uh, and they're like a natural fruit juice, which I just think I prefer. Uh, my stomach prefers it, um, which brings me to a main point. You don't really, you want to find what your stomach likes because you don't want the, you know, the, the unexpected to to hit you when yeah. you least want it to, especially during a race, because everybody's going to be watching you and there's nowhere to hide uh, unless there's a portaloo right next to you. But let's <laughs> yeah. let's not let's not even think about that scenario and do it like Paula Radcliffe or something. No, that was just gonna say Paula and um, um, Paula got it wrong. Yeah, and I think that's a lot of people's worst nightmares because the, the your body does break down during a during a marathon. But the good news is if you do train with gels. 
I've I've never heard of a situation from anyone I know who's done a marathon where they've had a a major problem. The only time I had a sort of um, without going into too much detail a digestive problem uh, during a race was when I tried a different gel which they mm-hmm. were handing out to me at an aid station. So I just thought, oh, I'll try one of these LucasAid gels because um, I've ran out of my own. Um, yeah. Yeah, it just didn't work out. Um, so that's number one, practice with the gels that you're going to use. Yeah, I think if, like you said, like if if they've got gels in the aid station, it's not something you've practiced with, you're better off not taking that gel, I think. Um, no, yeah. And some... But- some places will will tell you in advance what um, type of energy gel they are giving out. So I think the yeah. great runs tend to have, they do uh, science and sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, so that's sort of like the long runs sort of side of fueling. I think having some electrolytes as well in your your water, and some people like to use magnesium uh, or just general electrolyte tabs to keep cramp away. Uh, that's yeah. always a good shout. But then again, make you know, make sure you keep your electrolyte balance uh, in, a, in a place that suits you. Everybody's body, everybody's different. Some people sweat saltier as well. Mm-hmm. Some people yeah. sweat more. So some of the listeners might not even need uh, ele- as many electrolyte tablets, if any. Uh, I've, I've run marathons without taking on electrolytes um, in the form of tablets, but I quite like a LucasAid Sport, something like that. Uh, yeah. But yeah. That's it. That's it for sort of long run strategy. I think the few days before the race itself, I think the the yeah, there's only one way to do it really. It's eat pasta, run faster. Yeah. If yeah. you eat pasta, I always smash a nice pasta meal the night before. I had Salvi's once. That's a, if you're doing a race in Manchester, Salvi's night before is great shout. But don't yeah. blame me if you have the spicy squid. Don't blame me the next day. Um, yeah. And then obviously you can you're supposed to carb load for two or three days before and also hydrate as well rather than just all the day before so um that's what i recommend um so pretty much covers it really and then obviously in the race uh so what i do is i take in a marathon i'll take four high five energy gels with me okay so is that like roughly every four miles ish yeah so five miles a good strategy i like to do is i like to actually say i'm going to run all the way to uh, on my watch it'll say two hours 10 so i'll say i'll, I'll treat myself to a gel at two hours 15 uh-huh. and i'll just signpost the run with little mini goals because if i'm thinking i've still got an hour and a half two hours to run your yeah. brain's just gonna think it's gonna get overwhelmed by this huge goal you've set for it so yeah. i like to just say right i'm gonna treat myself to even even as like a sip of water at x time a gel at this time um maybe even treat myself to a little walk, but this is me. I'm talking, if I'm doing a marathon and I'm not, and I'm struggling, I'll have, I'll treat myself to a little walk break. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's okay, by the way, as well. It's okay to walk during a marathon. I think if you can do it without, without walking at all, it's, it's quite impressive. Uh, and you've obviously paced very well, but most of my marathons I've done a small percent, a small fraction of it. So sort of walking, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, when it went off, went off topic a bit there, but, um, no, no, it's good. Yeah, it's good to, yeah, I suppose it's like sometimes that one, two minute break helps you get to the end rather than like if, if you don't take that two minute break and those two minutes of running might just break you down a little bit too much. Yeah, absolutely. And I think especially if you're running on a hot day and you're just overheating slightly, 
all, all your body needs is to just calm things down, get the heart rate low again with, with a walk break, splash some water on your face and the back of your neck. And it's sort of, it, it, I think splashing water triggers that, um, that natural response of, of calming, doesn't it? It, it yeah. lowers anxiety. So that's, there's definitely some science behind that. Um, and yeah. Cool. Cool. So yeah, obviously we've, we've covered like marathon, ultra marathons a little bit there and, uh, but you've, you've got some pretty decent, um, PBs along the way. So Thank you've you. got like the, uh, um, 129, sub 129 half yeah. marathon, 41, 10K in 51 park run. Um, and obviously your, your PB for the marathons 316. Is that right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So you've, what's your favorite distance then? Obviously you've, you've started doing your ultras a little bit more now. What's your, do you have a favorite distance? So, so I, I always used to say to people that the half marathon was my favorite distance. Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, sorry, I think I've nearly locked my screen. Okay. We're fine. We're still here. We're still in business. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. So I always said the half was my favorite distance. And I think the reason why is because it, it's kind of, it's a lot in my head. I love the challenge of distance. And yeah. The, sort of the, the longer the distance, the sort of the juicier, the, the challenges I, I i like i like to think i'm going out on a mission here mm-hmm. for me a park run is just a run around the park and it feels good but it doesn't give That's you a quick a... run around the park though yeah it is a quick run around the park. <laughs> I, I, I don't do slow park runs me but um i, I mean if i'm gonna do it slow i might as well not run it but yeah um, yeah for, for races though the half is where it starts to become one of those okay this is this is interesting kind of thing I, i'm gonna walk away from this thinking I've really achieved something and I'm not, mm-hmm. by the way, this is just me, my own personal goalpost. For some yeah, yeah, yeah. The first 5k is absolutely fantastic. And if you've come from nowhere and you, and you build up to, you know, you catch the 5k and you go out and do it, that's going to feel incredible. And I'm not trying to put people off going to do that. It's just my personal preferences, the long grueling, most of the day stuff, yeah. uh, which takes me on to sort of, I think, my preference has shifted over towards ultras. Yeah. Specifically ultra trail running. So is mm-hmm. that like what, what sort of trails are you looking at? Are you like less of the, uh, fell running sort of thing, more like the, the technical trail sort of stuff? Yeah. So I think I've never, I've never called myself a fell runner really. And I noticed yeah. some people that like take, take pride in calling themselves fell runner. I, I, I don't really know what the distinction is between some of the types of trail running, to be honest, all, all I know is I like running around the peaks. Uh, right. I've done a couple of uh, days out in the lakes, which actually I only discovered last year. Is that I really like the lakes and there's some do... good routes around there. Yeah. Oh, it's stunning! It's stunning. If you get a clear day on the lakes, it's just you feel like you're in sort of kind of some kind of Lord of the Rings scene, like yeah. Yeah. and it's really nice. And I follow. I've started to follow quite a lot of. Um, uh, trails sort of uh, Instagram runners, yeah, um, and they always inspire me with some of the routes they they serve sort of upload. And it's it's I think this is one of the things that social media is really good for is if you if you filter out comparing yourself to others, which is a natural thing, which can be quite bad, and you just have stuff that you're interested in. Yeah, you come away from a you know a look on Strava or a scroll on, a scroll on Instagram and be a bit inspired. Um, so that's it really. Yeah. I think, yeah, my preference, I love to go out with no idea 
what time I'm going to do a run in. It's just what the we get there when we get there. That's yeah. the attitude I have. And yeah. See some great views on the way. Yeah, I I'm I'm looking at trail running a little bit more than I have done. Um, I'm I'm fairly new to running, so like I've not been running that long like properly probably about 18 months now 19 months so i'm kind of like still at that stage where i'm still wanting to to do everything quickly but i wouldn't mind doing some quick trail stuff but i don't really fancy the whole the fell stuff so it's trying to find that race that doesn't really take in any fells and stuff and like you said the the lakes and the peaks and stuff like that i think they're probably more suitable in terms of like what i'm looking for I think there's there's a lot of stuff out there uh, which are shorter distance sort of trail runs and fell runs and I've, I've personally not even it's a world I'm not that uh, familiar with but we've got a couple of groups in Manchester Road Runners who um, so w- one group I run with is the Trail Division big up the Trail Division you know who you are uh, it's just a group I, I sort of started uh, April May last year because I said yeah. I was going to go out on all these sort of half marathonish training out in the peaks and i thought yeah. might as well invite people out for some company um and we're a few of our members now are looking at some of the sort of short marathon and below um race distances for trail running cool um so we're gonna i think i might mix things up as well this year see what's out there and also we've started doing cross country which i guess can you look at it as trail running well i wear my trail shoes right. so, yeah. Um, yeah in my head it's trail running but that is very focused on speed rather than technicality. Yeah, it's a short burst, isn't it? Burst yeah. of speed sort of thing. Yeah. I'm terrible at it. <laughs> yeah, well, there's only one way to get better, isn't that? To, <laughs> yeah, exactly. To, to keep doing it. Yeah. So, yeah, you've mentioned the club. Um, we haven't really mentioned it a lot. So, Manchester Roadrunners, you've got your trail division. Yep. Um, what else is going on there? What else is going on? What, is, what isn't going on, Greg? It's, it's just a fantastic club that does we do a bit of everything really uh we but we do we do certain things like very very well and one of them is the focus on being a social running club yeah um so we are competitive and we have fantastic runners we've got sub three marathon runners people that do ironmans pe- people that absolutely smash 17 minute park run times every yeah. single weekend and you can be as good as you want in the running club or you can also be as chill as you want and just be in it for the pints. I like to strike a bit of a balance. Yeah. I think everybody's got their own running identity and you've got to be true to that uh, and not force yourself to go into a club that's wrong for you. Um, and there are many, many great running clubs in, in Manchester, especially some new ones that have spread. I've already mentioned one, Ancoats Run Club. I've done a bit of running with them this, this calendar year and it's been great to meet. I've met some great people already in three months of running with them. Yeah. Um, but there's a, there's a running club vibe for everyone. Um, Manchester Roadrunners, we, we do a lot of uh, sort of trips away as well. Um, so my mate Oliver, uh, he's been organising, he, tri- he organised a trip to Ben Nevis last year. So we did four four days in Fort William and climbed oh, Ben nice. Nevis. Um, I remember most of it. He <laughs> has nothing to do with it. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, and then we did Snowden earlier last year, which was also a brilliant trip. And, with a couple of us, a few of us have done Edinburgh multiple times, uh, including for the Edinburgh Marathon Festival. And we just like we just like to sprinkle little sort of things to look forward to in the calendar 
Yeah. And, and one and one other thing I want to mention is this year it's our tenth birthday, and every Happy year. Birthday. <laughs> yes. Thank you on behalf of the club. Uh, that's coming up in June, I think. June, June, yeah, late June, and we usually do a canal ten k. Right. Um, uh, which we've been doing for a few years now, and this one's going to be our like a big one, an extra special one. Um, so that's just an example of the many socials we do. And I haven't even mentioned the pub crawls yet. <laughs> um, yeah, it's great. And and we're very, very, I want to just give a shout out to the Wharf as well. If anyone from the Wharf's listening, um, they've been hosting us for the, the whole 10, nearly 10 years that we've been going. And some of the more experienced guys can attest they've just been brilliant. They They let us use the upstairs bit of the Wharf every Wednesday, unless it's like some corporate, you know, uh, Christmas yeah. or something, and they're just so so accommodating. And I think they've even offered us sort of prizes for um, the Canal 10K in the past. Oh, nice! Yeah, that's good. They supported us financially with that kind of stuff. So yeah, we're really really lucky as a club. Um, and yeah, I, I can't I can't even put into words how much it's been one of the best decisions I've made. So since, yeah, yeah, what what took you to? to running club had you been running a while or was it like kind of like the start of your running career you thought I'll I'll join a club straight away sort of thing yeah uh, I remember it well actually Um, so I started training for the Great Birmingham Run 2018 which is in October so I started I started training in about August and um, within three or four weeks of just doing sort of three or four decent decent sort of threshold speed runs between five and ten k I took, I think it was four minutes off my 10K PB. And then I went and did Salford 10K 2018, which was in September. And I, I took another two minutes off. So in the space of about four and a half weeks of regular training, I, I took just, I took five and a half minutes off my 10K PB. Tumbling down, yeah. And it was just, I I was hooked. The the buzz you get from realising you work the work you do does give results. Yeah, it it just stays with you forever, and the dopamine hit I got must have gotten, and especially from a guy that I came from being addicted to video games basically throughout my whole university right. uh, of time. Uh, you know, I wanted to be a professional Dota two player, and at one point I got into sort of like commentating games as well. I was just hooked on it. I spent sixty hours a week sometimes playing this game like it was a full on job. Um, and I quit that cold turkey in June 2018 so I think running just really feel, filled that void and it satisfied that competitive urge I had yeah. desire to sort of compete against other people and improve myself and just be good at something as well being good at something feels good so back to the club uh, I saw another runner or a couple of runners that um, were posting about it on Instagram that they had completed a race and I think one was from Manchester Road Runners and I thought it looked really cool, just the yeah. fact to go out with your club. And uh, I've always wanted to be part of sports teams since when I was uh, at school, and I was in a cup, I was in one uh, at university as well. It's such a great vibe. I was like, that's what I need to do. That is yeah. where I have to meet new people, and yeah, just just and yeah, uh, obviously, sort of like the social running club is what drew me to it as well because I loved going out every weekend as well. And hopefully I could, I wanted to meet some new friends now that some of my university pals were leaving the city. Yeah. Yeah. So you were, you were, you're obviously 
before you started with the running club, you're already starting to improve. Did did you find yourself like improving quite quite quickly once you joined the club as well? For for me, the sort of beginners gains felt like they they went on for about six seven months. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I, th- I think I I was improving at the same pace. But the, the, that's because I was running every sort of Wednesday anyway. So I didn't really increase the regularity of what I was doing. Yeah. I just stayed consistent. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I've, I've heard from first-hand people at the club, once you lock in your Wednesday run, which is where we run, and you do one midweek one, you've ticked one, bo- one of them, the box for one of your workouts that week. And yeah. most people will do one or even two runs at the weekend. So you could potentially easily do... Um, then you've got free workouts in the bag for that week just from going to running club. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it obviously uh, helped help that help me get out the door in the cold winter months. That um, that Wednesday club runs the it's the easiest one of the week as well, isn't it? Because there's, there's there's no pressure on yourself. You yeah. you find your group uh, that you fit in with. Yeah. You, you can just go for it, can't you? I remember my first my first run. Uh, I ran with uh, I think uh, yeah it was Jar, and I turned up to the running club thinking, oh, what if I'm really slow and everyone's going to be like laughing at me and judging me and stuff? And it's just like it's not like that. I mean, that I, I I was running with Jar who was the lead, and I I couldn't believe that I was I was surprised at my still in that phase where I'm surprised at myself really. Like I'm like wow, yeah. I'm not gonna actually be good at this if I can stay at, at the front with people. Um, but the good thing about MRR is if you know the route, um, you don't have to stay with the lead runner. You can go yeah. and form your own little pace group. So a few of the, a few of the, the sort of like more enthusiastic runners like to do the 10K every week. And every now and again, they'll do this progression run where they start off at something already ridiculous, like 7.30 a mile. Then they'll take off another 10 seconds a mile for the next mile. And then oh, they'll yeah. go down to like yeah. 6.30 a mile for the last bit. Um, yeah, and, but they're all fist bumping each other at the end, and yeah, it looks like a fantastic workout. But yeah, but you're in you're in that group, aren't you? And you you don't notice it as much as when you were trying if you were trying to do that on your own. Um, you've got the it's people nice. around you, and you just you know you just sometimes a group will just pull you along, won't it? I d- I definitely think that's that's it's like a phenomenon, really. Um, and when that's why I think people pull out the PRs and the PBs during races. Yeah. Because you find that pack, don't you? Sort of about a third in, of the way into the race. Yeah. And you're sort of running at a similar pace. And um, I remember one race I was in, uh, some, it didn't say it to me, but it was a guy next to me. We were running in a pack of like six alongside each other, almost like a sort of an Elliot Kipchoge, that formation he did when he did the sub two. Yeah, the, the, the birds. Yeah, like I'm not sure. Mighty, mighty ducks. Yeah, it was something like that. We just naturally fell into it. And then the one guy went, Oh mate, you you just changed your breathing pattern up. I was like, I was in sync with you. He was like, he was taking two steps for every breath. He was taking. They were like naturally matching each other's stride, and he was like, he was like, you totally threw me off. And they like laughed about it, and I was like, that's interesting. I wonder if we like subconsciously lock into people's sort of cadences around us. And yeah, like yeah, that's uh, that is interesting because I've never, I've been in like I've been in packs before, but I've never like kind of taken in what everybody else is is mm. doing around me um the only time i've maybe taken in somebody when they're in front of me and their their running style's a little bit like annoying and i don't know what to do <laughs> like, I, I, I've had to 
get in front of them or to back off a little bit more. But that's interesting what you say about like it'd be interesting to to take that like next week when I'm at club maybe and just see if everybody starts like sort of like clubbing along at the same sort of place. Last night yeah. when we were we were running down the high street last night and it we sound like an army like because there's like we had buildings on either side and you could like you could kind of hear the the footsteps behind you and I was at the front and you could hear everybody behind and you could just like it sounds like this massive army coming down the yeah. street like big massive running army it's uh, yeah it's great being, yeah. being in that group yeah no it's, it's a great feeling I think um, some people prefer to sort of uh, so in Manchester Road as we have a lead and a tail run yeah, and that we won't have a specific. We won't have specific pace groups. We'll just have one distance, uh, with sort of a big spread of people over the distance. So, for the seven point five k run we do, for example, the people going at the, at the back, the back will cluster into a pace group naturally, probably because they're yeah. just chatting with each other as well, because um, it's a more social speed. Yeah, and then we tend to get little clusters going on in like the middle as well, and they'll be chatting, and then they'll be more further forward with little dots of sort of solo runners in between, and that's why we started having middle guides for that run as well because in the dark running around Salford Keys, we want to just make sure everybody's visible because yeah. the leading the leading pack can be like up to a kilometer ahead of the the, the trail pack. Of so, course, yeah. yeah, yeah. We've um we we're, we're quite similar our group. With like it's a very very social club, um, being quite often deemed as a drinking club with a running problem. Yeah, we, um, I've seen it so many times, people. It's it's become a bit cringe, and I've had to stop myself. <laughs> yeah, it's like come along and yeah, have a beer after. Yeah. So yeah, I think what you said uh, about like you just you just find your your little group. So we'll just do the same route, and you find your group, and you go off in your groups and. Everybody meets back at the end. Everybody finishes the same place, and you can have like that beer at the end. It's uh, it's good to be part of that like social aspect of the running club. I think um, there are obviously there's, there's clubs out there that focus pretty much solely on performance, and like they'll do track based stuff a lot and stuff like that. And they've got their place as well. Um, yep. But I think, like you say, the social running club is like really important in terms of like people's mental health and people's like just. Every week, you know, you're gonna you're gonna get that fitness in. You're gonna get to chat to your mates, and you're gonna have like a bit of a social. No, exactly, and I think one of the benefits of being a bigger running club as well is you'll you'll find people on this on the similar wavelength to you. Yeah, um, like I mentioned with the um, the guys that like to do their progression runs on Wednesday, you're gonna find people that will be your pace, will push you to those to levels you want to go. I I found a group of people that wanted to go trail running with me. Yeah, I was just going to say that, yeah. Yeah, and Dan HC, shout out, Dan. He's done a great job setting up the cross-country team as well because we're an affiliated England Athletics club. Uh, we took part in the Greater Manchester uh, Cross-Country League this year. Right, yeah. And there's, there's cross-country enthusiasts in the club now as well. And even, you know, run, moving away from running, we've, we've a few of us have been doing um, tennis uh, during the lighter months for the last couple of years up in Swinton. Um, and that's really nice just to yeah that it's it's community of people that are not just about running it's yeah it's, it's uh, fitness in general obviously fitness orientated but you'll get people that want to join you to watch the footy at the weekends um or they'll want to go travel in the world with you it's brilliant amazing yeah that yeah it's really good isn't it it's like 
just a little community or a big community uh if you've got like as many members of you guys have um yeah a bit of cross training on the tennis court yeah that's that is always fun um uh, you work out different muscles though i think with with tennis because the, the cardio is a thing and yeah. people know when they play against me i will just run and run and run but what they need to do is just wait till i get hit a bad shot and get annoyed at myself and then i throw away the game that's yeah. basically my, my my sort of classic my 101 move um but yeah so i think cross training in general is good our club do a lot of cycling right um, yeah which i personally don't because i'm scared of traffic uh, and getting hit off my bike right so yeah kind of irrational because of this rough cycle pass but i just don't i just don't fancy it yeah yeah, I mean, yeah, it can, it does get a bit rough on the roads. I did quite a bit of cycling. Um, it does yeah. get, it does get rough. Um, and yeah, also but I've, I've been, yeah. I've been clipped when I've been out running though. So you know. Yeah, really. Um, yeah. Um, this time last year, I was I was coming up to a junction, and um, a guy. It was light, and um, I was like running to the right of the on the road like towards the like the verge and he just like it he could have seen me coming it was like he'd started to like speed up out of the junction he could like turn left in the junction just end up clipping me with his um oh. his um wing mirror and then just kept going it's like yeah, it's, I was looking it's, at like, it's, yeah. It's, it's like too close that isn't it too close for comfort yeah and there was not like the road it was you could have fit three cars down it there wasn't another car on the other side of the road he could have easily like moved right over but it just shows you that sometimes yeah. that you're better off running in groups because you get that little bit more protection i was on my own so you know yeah sometimes it's better to get that go out in a group if you can definitely there's some there's some inherent dangers of with road running and um a, a lot of my, a lot of my mates who are, who are who are women sort of tell me about how they don't like to run at night especially around sort of parks and not very well lit areas and yeah. It's, it's a shame that there is that sort of gender imbalance when it comes to the access, accessibility of the sport. Um, but it's great that we have these clubs that run and allow people to meet groups of people that they can find to run, not just during club club runs, but maybe join them for a couple of runs outside of it. And yeah, I, I personally like to mix things up with doing, I'd say, 60, 70% of my work solo. Yeah. Uh, and, the, and then a couple of runs just with people um, yeah yeah it's good to get the group around you especially like you say with the the ladies point of view it's it's really sad that they, they can't just go out and like we had a few um in like I think it was October or November and there was like a lot of um issues going on of people running and like being approached and stuff so oh yeah and, it's it's like it's so it's just awful um to think that they can't just go out and and run um they have to think yeah. about these things but at least with the running club and finding the group you get those you get people around you and you can support each other through it i suppose yeah absolutely yeah and that's that's what it's all about as well if if we see someone who who is training for a race for example and they want to they're building up with their their training runs there'll be people sort of joining each other for their 3 hour sort of long runs just for yeah. that moral support even people just cycling in front of them on bikes you see that a few times and uh yeah it's a great vibe yeah um, like i had a long run a couple of weeks ago and um my i i've got a guy who i train with me in the main um but 
he's like looking at 10Ks at the moment. I'm training for the marathon. So, but he still like jumped in for my middle miles, which was great to like just have somebody to chat to for those middle miles. So it just shows that like you can find people to help you through like whatever. It, yeah. it helps with his workout and it helps with my workout. We both got what we needed. Uh, and yeah, it's good that like you can you can just dip into the running club for for people like that. Yeah, I I personally find it really rewarding. Like some of my mates have asked me to if they could if I could run with them, and they're always they're apologetic, saying, "Oh, but I'm probably going to be a bit too slow for you. I'm sorry if I'm too slow." And I'm saying I don't mind because I want to keep my heart rate at a certain level anyway. So yeah. you know, an easy run's actually useful for me because that's a good workout to do. Yeah, but, but also I I really like um, helping people out who are, who are committed and and want to improve because um uh, one girl i run with called uh, fran um i was trail running with her last year in a big group and we did dovestones if you know dovestone reservoir no not heard of that one it's sort of near out near olden way and okay. um basically we got to the first hill and it was a tough one i'm not gonna lie like we were just proper just marching up this beast for sort of 15 minutes 15 20 minutes and Fran, you know, bless her, was struggling and wanted to turn around and go back. But the solidarity of of the group, um, yeah. we we convinced her to sort of, you know, come on, just get to the top. You've got this. And she got to the top. On the way down, she was ahead of all of us. She was cruising, smile on her face. She absolutely, she she got past that hurdle. And yeah, it, it, it's it's inspiring little moments like that where sort of I, I look I look back and sort of go, yeah, I remember when I realised I could. I could do it as well and it's a great feeling and we want we really want to encourage that as 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 a club and I'm sure I'm sure all the running clubs will want to help out people who 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 are improvers and trying new stuff out as well because they might be experienced roadrunners but just not used to the trails or the cross country yeah yeah that's what it's all about yeah or they avoid hills and when you get onto a roadrunning yeah. um route you can't avoid the hills because that's the way that's yeah, the way it's going. It's like either you run with us yeah. and hit this hill, and then feel that sense of achievement once you've once you've done it. Um, it's great. Yeah, I've um, I've got another like training partner Emma, who's um, and she's doing Manchester with me, um, and like on a Wednesday, like my easy pace is kind of her tempo pace, so it yeah. it really benefits us both. She gets the tempo running, and I manage to like regulate my heart rate and slow down because. I I can't do it on my own when I go out on my own. I can't yeah. be slow. I just for some reason I can't do it. So it, it's beneficial for for both of us at the moment. It's working really well. It it really is sort of a a trained skill to run slower. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah. and people underestimate it. And I definitely remember when I started doing like uh, Maffetone training, which is the whole heart rate. So stick do most of your training in zones. I can't remember, was it like zones one or two or one, two and three? Yeah. Something like that anyway. But I was struggling to stop my heart rate from immediately going above 150. Right. And when I was younger, it was maybe like 193 max. So definitely sort of in going to that higher zone. Yeah. Um, and you're just going to build, you're going to start off by running in what feels like it's way too slow and it's not a good workout. You're just sort of plodding along. And your form deteriorates when you're running slower as well. I think you just stop using certain muscle groups. You're not activating your glutes as much, for example. Yeah, completely. Just, you're just going to stick with it. You're just going to stick with it. And once you've got that cardio base, it, it really feels good. 
it really feels good. And I think that's maybe what puts off a lot of new runners. It's, it feels hard when you're running at an unnatural speed. But yeah. once you've got your cardio base, you can have chill, enjoyable runs that don't hurt every single time. Yeah, I, and I've, I've like slowing down was one of my main things to do through the through this marathon block because, yeah, my I'm, I wasn't doing any easy stuff, so it was all pretty much like I don't know tempo to threshold and like slowing down on my midweek club run has really really benefited the rest of my work through the week, and yeah. it just means that your your legs are a bit fresher when you do have to do those interval sessions or. Yeah, I've got that long run at the weekend that you need to be a little bit fresher for. I think, yeah, and yeah, the club, yeah. the club has just helped me massive with that. It's, yeah. yeah, I think it's a great point as well. It's about it's about longevity as well because you can overtrain. And I personally think I might have, even though people might look at my Strava and go, "You're training for an ultra. Why haven't you done 40, 50, 60 miles?" It's because I know my body, and I yeah. know once I get past about thirty-five miles a week. I deteriorate and I don't get enough recovery because yeah. I, I am going to have a few beers at the weekend. I am going to eat junk food and it all combines into, I know also I've been struggling with a bit of sort of a gait imbalance for the last year and a half, which I know right. is going to just damage my Achilles unnecessarily. And whilst all these are fixable things, I like to do my training my way. And yeah. that's it. You've, you've got to know when your body has reached its limit without you sort of really changing up your habits, I think. It's, yeah, it's getting that balance, isn't it, where you're not um, affecting your training because you you want your training to be quality training. So if, yeah. if you're starting to break your body down, it's not you're not just gonna, not going to get the quality in yeah. there, are you? Like if you've not done, if you're not used to speed intervals and your, you know, your training plan, which you've got from online says, and now do some 400 meter repeats, you, you've got a strong chance of even pulling something. Yeah, I think you've got to you've got to know. Okay, maybe this is probably not the work I need right now. But I'm going to try a, I'm going to do a speed workout. But I'm going to do a sort of a more introductory ver introductory version of it. Um, that's probably the best way forward. Or just shave a couple of miles off the run if you're feeling tired. I think your body knows, and that's also a skill. Just like learning to your own listening, listening to your body. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, last night I I was out with the club and I'd. I did a double day yesterday, so in the morning I'd done five, and then on the night I started to get a little bit of knee pain. I get a bit of IT band issues, so I just cut the run short. I just like took a shortcut and went back, let the group go, and just like ended up going back. Just listened because yeah. otherwise you're just pushing for the pushing sake, really, and it could have that negative yeah. impact later down the run. And it, it, like it's a marathon, not a sprint. For, yeah, no, like, I, for I, better I, I phrase. say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's about yeah longevity, isn't it? Like you said. And, and actually, one of my on your like question list that you sent, you, it was asking about one of my inspirations. And yeah. I love watching David Goggins' videos for inspiration because he's so like he speaks to that sort of who I could sort of see myself like. I, I would I would like to be sort of a tough guy that stands up to any challenge and says no to adversity, says, you know, like F you to the haters and stuff like that. Yeah. Whilst I don't want to be David Goggins, like totally like him, because I still, you know, want to have my sort of like creature comforts and relax a little bit sometimes. Uh, it's like treading that fine line. If I force myself, if I watch a David Goggins video 
and force myself to go out and attempt a 5 10k pb when i should actually be doing an easy run yeah that could be detrimental and you, you gotta just play it you gotta use it for motivation but don't do anything silly i think is the best way forward with it don't run when you're ill as well that's what i did a few weeks ago i tried to come back too quickly after training help the team out with some cross country and i, I just it broke me yeah yeah, yeah. That's, that's one thing i've done in the past as well come back try to come back too quickly um and not last week, the week before, I, I was ill and I just stopped and I took the time to recover. And I think it's really, really yeah. been a benefit for me, like for the back end of this block now. So, but yeah, yeah you, you talk about Goggins there. And <laughs> I, obviously you're in Spain now, but would you have been in the, in the canal today for some, um, from some cold water therapy? In the canal? Oh no, I don't do any of this ice bath stuff. No, no. My friend, my friend who was here at the weekend, I, I take my eye off him for, for for five minutes, and the next thing I know, he's jumped into the the freezing cold pool, and I'm like, it's not the season to be swimming in there. And he's going, <laughs> he's trying to get, he's trying to do one length. Yeah. But he came out and he says, you know what, that felt really good. Yeah. And there is definite science behind all the ice bath stuff for recovery, but I I did a um a cold shower this morning just to try it and i swear i nearly had, had palpitations I, yeah. I once uh i once had a cold shower <laughs> once once had a cold shower yeah yeah there's one at the gym and yeah you're supposed to like go in the sauna and then go in the cold shower after i'm like mm. ah, no i'll just i'll just have a shower yeah yeah i know some footballers like to do that like cryotherapy don't they like ronaldo's meant to have one in his in his house like a cryo chamber or something yeah i mean it uh, hasn't done him any harm has it i suppose no. uh, talk about longevity and staying fit and stuff yeah, yeah. And, and like you get those things that you can dunk yourself into like they're like barrels it's yeah, yeah. Spas have them. like i definitely would pro i should probably do more sort of um temperature based sort of therapy and all that and, and uh what my recovery is has always been sort of a bit rubbish I, I do a lot more stretching these days i try and do yeah. the occasional yoga uh yoga with adrian is quite good for beginners and there's a few like stretching simple beginner stretching routines yeah yoga Most, with adrian yeah yeah cool yeah i might check that out actually because i'm looking for to do more stretching i've started doing a bit more strength and condition which i think is important for anybody to to try and fit into their routine it's just getting it into your routine isn't it yeah absolutely and there's um there's a couple of like good um there's a couple of like, it's not just adrian like some people might not be a cup of tea because she might be a bit too sort of beginner and do a lot of sort of uh sort of more zen sort of like listening to your breathing stuff which mm -hmm. It's fine. I, I quite like it. Some people just, just want to know the stretches. Um, and I like to do a lot more um, strengthening. So I was going to mention earlier when you said about my PBs, um, they are all from three years ago. I'm not going to lie. And I am about 10 kilos heavier. They're than still I was on the when... board. Sorry? They're still on the board. Nobody's getting away from you. You know, you can't, you can't delete history. Yeah. Um, but like, um, yeah. That I just know that it, it, for me it's an investment. Yeah, I've focused on all the strength work the last eighteen months because I'm sick of getting injured every time I push myself, and I want to yeah. do all these like ultra runs. You, you can't do it on without any muscles. And I yeah. know I'm slower now, but I feel stronger, and my heart and lungs they're fine. I'm happy with my cardio base. It's just getting these little 
strength-based and mobility-based issues done now. That's my limiting factor, I, I believe. I, I, yeah. It's what you say is like, absolutely, yeah. I think that will resonate with a lot of people because as as runners, you, you do tend to miss out that strength and conditioning. I think... I think it's important to try and get it started at the start of any sort of training blocks or when you're in the, I don't know, in, in the pre-amble of going into a training box so you can get over those DOMS um, yeah. and you, you're not too worried about DOMS affecting your running. And that goes back to what you were saying earlier, I think, around um, just being happy with the time on feet rather than the distance. Because mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're suffering from DOMS from some squats, or some heavy lifting, then the time on feet is probably better for you than yeah. like thinking about the mileage. Yeah, and I think I think even once the DOMS is gone, I still notice that my legs are flat a few days later. And you think it's really frustrating actually sometimes because you think you've recovered from a strength session, but yeah. you, you just can't get any pace out of your legs. It's like carrying along two sort of logs. Yeah. Yeah, but I think. All, you, all people have got to know, I think, really, is is that when you when you taper at the end of the race, which is what I'm doing now, is like your body will catch up. And I think as long as you've not overtrained and done some damage to your ligaments, yeah, all that feeling flat will go away in time for the race. So yeah, um, like we were saying earlier, though, it's about towing that line. If you're feeling too flat, that's probably a sign you need to maybe do one Pull less. Up. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not a rest day. Just go to the spa, get a get a deep tissue massage. Yeah, um, yeah. One of my biggest regrets, really, with running is not going to the physio more often because they're just complete wizards. They just yeah. fake like, in half an hour. Uh, we've got one. Well, she's a sports massage uh, lady rather than like a physio, but she's really good and she she's part of, like the club and stuff. So she's done a lot of us club runners, and I've tried to like builder into my routine and like yeah i'm actually probably a week 10 days overdue and that's why i'm starting to mm. get like the issues around my knee because I, I i know straight away i'm going to say tomorrow and she'll she'll sort me out straight away i think yeah you were getting that regular treatment she knew what your body tended to do and yeah they expecting yeah. it yeah no i think that's what's happening with my hips um last time i went i had a hip release and I've been running with a limp, which I think I might have mentioned, and um, for about a year and a half, I'm just putting up with it, thinking, oh, I'll run it off, or when I start yeah. doing some strength work, it'll go away. But no, I've just had really tight sort of hip flexors for, mm-hmm. and it all it all comes part of because I work in tech during the day. If you've got a sit down job, again, yeah. that's going to make you stiff, and you definitely need to do mobility work. So for me, um, it was something I should have been, I should be doing more like on a regular basis and my physio said when you work with some professional footballers so back in the day they would do it every two or three days come in have both hips released if that's their tendency their injury injury tendency and then they'll go straight into a training session yeah it's interesting that you know the pros will get for physio done multiple times a week yeah yeah i mean yeah it's obviously very very beneficial to get it done and I'd, I'd recommend it to anybody out there listening to think about getting a massage or seeing a physio just as a as routine absolutely like i mean i think i think a good way of looking at health in general is like treat yourself like you would your pet like yeah if you're yeah, if true. your dog's been running around all day or 
I don't know, if you've got a sled dog, for example, and it's been pulling sleds, I don't know. I don't know why we're in Finland all of a sudden. <laughs> but but <laughs> you're going to give your dog a day off. You're going to give it some nice treats. Maybe, you know, I don't know if there's such a thing as like a – I'm completely chatting rubbish now. But if it's like a like a dog spa you can take it to, you're going to sure do that. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I think we should just be kinder to ourselves, us runners, because we do like to just – go go all in don't we yeah definitely definitely i've got um oh god we're well over the hour mark now um <laughs> we just uh yeah it it tends to happen we're just getting into it and like it's good to no, it's great yeah don't check worry running, isn't it i mean if you've if you've ended up like boring your mates with running come on and speak to me for for an hour i, I love it yeah so yeah you're, you're doing them a massive favor really so yeah yeah i think uh Last last week was the same. It was like just like ended up like rambling and chatting, and it's great and good to listen to as well. I think it's good to hear all the different advice and stories and stuff like that. I just think yeah, people are really enjoying it. It's good. So yeah. I've just um, got a few few well quick fire questions. All right, yeah, um, let's go. Do it. Let's let's go. So, do you have a bucket list race? Uh, a what? Sorry. A bucket list race, one that you're like, race. Yeah, I really want to do um, Dragon's Back. Okay, yeah. If anyone doesn't know Dragon's Back, yeah, got a lot of they do annual um, videos that they make a little documentary for. There's a really YouTube. good doc- couple of documentaries on YouTube for it, isn't there? Yeah, it looks so fun. And you start at Conway Castle and end in Cardiff Castle, and you do the whole of Wales down the middle, and it's multi-stage. And one of your questions is about medium, long-term goals. I think. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm working towards now. Being able to do that. Cool. Do you have a do you have a date in mind next year or? Why not? Yeah. <laughs> did you um? Did you see the footage from the spine race this year? No, I haven't. I mean, the spine race looks, especially because they do it in January. It just looks yeah. brutal. The, this year it was like they were coming in and there was like. They're just the their eyebrows were just full of frost and yeah, <laughs> absolute like war of attrition. I think um if anybody out there wants to know a little bit more about it, there's a there's a podcast called Tea and Trails. Ooh. And um one of the runners does a massive like a, an hour rundown of her race from it. And it's like it's really good if you want to get a good idea of like the breakdown of how it went and like the night demons coming in and the trees starting to yeah, turn into people and yeah. that sort of stuff. Yeah, I think it's um yeah, anything like that and like the dragon's backs is very similar, isn't it, in terms of like that sort mm. of real war of attrition between you and and the, the conditions. Right now that's appealing to me more than these like sixty hour sort of non stop spine race things where they have to yeah yeah there's a special skill that is required when you have to forego sleep. Yeah. So yeah, no, I'm not I want a nice little chill in the campsite before I head out, I think. I yeah, I'm not sure how couldn't yeah, it's this whole sleep deprivation thing that like when it's starting to mess with your mind and it's not just your body that you're having to fight with, it's that 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 mental side of it as well. I think yeah. at, at the moment wrong, I'll stick because it is a thing that is uh, that you can do that is available for people to do. I'm still going to try and do it at some point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm off. We're off to uh, me and my wife. We're off out to UTMB this year. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, as spectators, um, but yeah, maybe one year. Quite like to, quite like to do that. That would be a bit of an achievement. And yeah. I, I don't know. 
about the Barclays as well. It's like <laughs> the, the those documentaries are they're absolutely crazy, and um, yeah, I just don't like. I can't see me, yeah. me well, wanting to do first... that. But... One of the first YouTube documentaries I ever watched about running was Where Dreams Go to Die with Gary Robbins. Gary Robbins, yeah. Yeah, yeah I had the pleasure of watching him at the um, um, National Running Show. He did a talk this year and it was like, oh, all the memories of yeah. pure curiosity about this ultra running thing. Yeah. And then two years later, I was signing up to one. It was just, oh, but yeah. Brilliant. Apparently it's, it's, it's an invite-only thing, isn't it, the Barclays? Yeah. But yeah. we've given people some good tips for YouTube, haven't we? I think Where Dreams Go to Die, absolutely yeah. top of the list. You got to yeah. see it. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's a good one. That yeah, I think um, it's just a crazy race. I just yeah, like sure. yeah, and based on the guys that like escaping um, jail and stuff, it's like it's a really mm. good story behind it. Yeah, so it's a good, um, really good YouTube, especially if you like. I don't know if you've got a session um on the on the treadmill or something stick that on and uh see how you're feeling while you're doing it on the treadmill nah yeah. don't bother with that are you not a treadmill runner no apps i call it the dreadmill ah oh, I, disgusting. I don't mind a treadmill i can do <laughs> yeah i've done 13 14 miles on a treadmill before 14 miles on a treadmill no yeah you, I, I i actually think you've you've just got a different mindset to me though like i you know i respect you but I would, I would give up after 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. I've, yeah, I can switch off, which is good. Um, and I think also when I'm outside, I don't really take in any of my surroundings anyway because I'm just concentrating on my running. So Fair I enough. don't get that like the – there's a couple of times I've gone out on the uh, – we've got a place called Hampsley Forest near us. Right. It's a beautiful forest. You get up on the tops and like you can see for miles. And my wife would be like, just take it in, have a look. I'm like, nah, it doesn't really bother me. Both you like, in the zone, yeah. Yeah, yeah, just like – can I go faster, please? Yeah, where yeah. she's like, she's into a trail running, uh, ultras and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, we're just kind of like, yeah, in on different paths with our running at the moment. But I'm trying to do a little bit more trail stuff. It's I like the idea of it. Um, it's just fitting it into my weekly routine, I suppose. Yeah, give it a go. You know, come down and join us at Trail Division if you uh, if you, if you fancy. Yeah, give you a, give yeah. a shout. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. So, um. I suppose I'd like to ask you what your favourite piece of running kit is. My favourite bit of running kit. In general, I'm all about the buff Danner. That is me. Right. I've discovered that. that The photo you're going to use to have sort of advertise this podcast, that's me finishing Race of the Stones. And that race, I don't know what came over me. I just decided I was going to go for the sweatband. Yeah. Pin the hair back. I mean, I am losing a bit of hair, but let's not talk about that but I still want to pin the front bit back. It just makes me feel powerful. Like right. it's, it's like a, I used to do a lot of acting. It's like I'm putting on the, the costume. I've become the character. I've become this badass, right? Yeah. It's yeah. like, it's like, it's still me, but it's me. And I mean, business. The, yeah. It's the yeah. business runner. Yeah. Cool. So I love a buff because it's all, it's all weather. Like you can wear it around your neck to keep yourself warm. If you're running the trails and it's high wind, but then when you heat up, Get get the bandana mode on. That's that's speed mode. But you're in there. You're in that yeah, zone. Yeah, I love it. Good, 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 good. And um, so I'm pulling together like a, a podcast playlist, and I think it'll probably go live next week because this is like our tenth week, so we have ten songs, and um, I've been asking all my guests for one song to induct 
onto the uh, the playlist. Mm. That mm. one song that you maybe listen to to get get you to the end of your your I'm workout or maybe in your last mile. Yes, I, I know. I'm going to go for Limp Biscuit break stuff. Cool, lovely, nice. <laughs> yeah, we've had a variety of stuff. It's really good that um that the different stuff that's going to be on there. So I think yeah. um yeah, another another good song to induct into that. Yeah, I was thinking of uh, suggesting some Partway Drive, but I'm not sure that'll cater to um a lot of your uh, listeners. Uh... Can't say I've ever heard of them. Oh um, well, you know, have fun. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I'll check it out. Yeah, I'll check <laughs> it out on my next well. session. Ailstorm could have been shout. I love a bit. I'm a bit of a metalhead sometimes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah my um my running partner Ian, he's uh he's into his. I think he's into metal anyway. It's uh yeah, it's the hardest stuff anyway. So he might uh, get on board with this. He might know who you're talking about. He's yeah, probably yeah. seen them. Um, he'll probably message me when this goes out, and uh, yeah, he'll he'll let yeah. me know. Anyway. If he knows, if he knows part way, I am talking about the first four albums, not the newest stuff. So don't worry. Okay, caveat. <laughs> Brilliant. You know, well, yeah. Well, yeah. Thank you so much for coming on, Brad. Um, it's been it's been really really good. Um, really enjoyed it again. Um, yeah, some great great advice in there, especially around like nutrition and stuff like that in the training. Um, really appreciate you coming on. That's been great. Thanks very much, Greg. And uh, um, yeah, good luck with your podcast as well for the future episodes. And I'll keep it. I'll keep an eye out. And give it Jason, yeah, good luck with um, getting that dragons back done. Yes, let's see, let's see where uh, next year takes me. Eh? Yeah, brilliant. Thank you very much. Take care. Thanks very much. See bye, you bye. Bye. Yeah, uh, another really good chat. Um, some really good stuff coming out of that, especially around the nutrition stuff and about the training for the marathon if you if you deepen that block um stuff to think about and really take home and use um good good to hear about like the club and the way the club does did the different factions and yeah hopefully you'll find if you haven't already found find a club that really suits you and um one that yeah you, you get the best out of i think you'll always find a club that you can get the best out of and you'll find a group of people within that group uh, that you can really get the best out of for yourself and really help support you in your running or your social life or helping you with your mental health and everything that you can think about getting from a running club I'm sure you'll find if if you haven't found a running club already and I'd imagine that the the club that you've you've got now is is helping you in that way as well Right, on to my training. Um, this week needed to be a big week. I was obviously had a couple of bad weeks with illness and stuff, so I felt like this week was really, really needed to be a good one in order to, to like kick on for the back end of this marathon block. And yeah, it ended up being a really great week. Um, felt really positive throughout, especially coming back from that illness, um, and not feeling too great on my last long run uh so had monday off and started on tuesday with my interval session uh this was due to be a four by one mile with two minute rest i was aiming for just under six minute miles for each rep and a mile warm up and cool down and uh, this is yeah this is one of my favorite sessions i really like this 
this one, I love the longer form intervals and I do feel like it gives a really good workout, keeps those legs moving and just gets that fatigue going at the end of the, especially at the end of each rep. And yeah, managed 55, 5.59, 5.58, 5.59 for the first three reps and then blew up halfway through the last rep. I think I can probably put that down to coming back from the illness I've had and this being the first really big session for two weeks. So I wasn't too, too worried about that. And sometimes it's good to blow up on a big session um, because it knows you like kind of know where you are and you know that you've been pushing yourself when you should be pushing yourself. So yeah, on to Wednesday. Uh, pulled up really well on Wednesday, especially after blowing up on that last um, rep. Or maybe that is why I pulled up really well. So yeah, I'm trying to get back into the double days. So this was going to be a double day. And I was scheduled for a tattoo at the weekend on Saturday. So I knew I needed to get all my work done before the Saturday. So I decided to put my marathon pace session at the double day. Normally I wouldn't do this, but... Um, and I'd try and keep them at like an easy pace, but I thought, well, I'm gonna to have to get it in. So I went in for a mile warm up, mile cool down with seven mile at marathon pace, which is like seven thirties. Felt really good for this one, really good throughout the run, felt controlled, heart rate was great, so really happy with the way that went. And then on the evening, I uh, met up with the guys at Club for our Wednesday social, felt great throughout this run again and managed to drop down the marathon pace for the last two miles. Wasn't expecting it and it wasn't planned, but just it just went off feel really and was feeling good. So yeah, it ended up being like an eight or five pace for eight point one five miles. So seventeen miles for the day. Um really big day in terms of mileage, which is really good. Really happy with that. I rested Thursday and did did a few stretches because Friday was gonna be a long run day. I was a bit nervous for this one. Um, last week's wasn't great, as I've I've said before. So, and I knew I was doing the same mileage, and I decided after having a bit of a chat with my trainer buddy Ian to to look at a few more gels for this, take a few more gels, and start considering that race day fueling, as I mentioned earlier in the pod. Uh, so I decided to take four gels every four miles. Uh, and sipped my electrolyte water to thirst again this this run just went really really well uh, the heart rate was below 160 the run was really good felt strong at mile one as I did at mile 18 or the other way around even mile 18 as I did at mile one um, big big confidence booster ready for the back end of this block and really happy with it uh, great way to end the week and it was a pretty big mileage week um just over 40 miles starting to tick along nicely and look forward to the back end of this block to next week and see where it takes me in terms of fitness going into the actual day because we're only about five weeks out now so yeah it's all it's all becoming a bit of a reality so that's it um <clears throat> week 10 wrapped up uh, another good week I think really enjoyed that one and yeah if you'd like to tell your mates like subscribe let's get more people here in the pod uh, yeah and until next time keep it local